What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hey there. So I got such a kick out of my mind this week preparing for this podcast. Today's episode is called Success Amnesia. And last week was Goal Amnesia. And in last week's podcast, I told you that this week's podcast was going to be Success Amnesia. My brain was like, oh my gosh, why'd you do that? That was the worst decision you could have ever made. (laughs) I know you already have it outlined, but now we have to do it, right? It was that self-pressure. And it was so interesting to watch that it didn't matter that I already had the content outlined. My brain was like, yeah, but now we have to do it. And here's the joy of moving through the discomfort, putting the self-pressure aside, learning how to create the same exact piece of content, but without the pressure. With instead, emotions like love and excitement and... What else am I feeling right now? I think just joy, you know? I think more than ever right now, I know longest intro ever, I'm just really loving the tools that I have, right? The ability to work on my mind, the ability to see it and not believe it, the ability for me not to be jerked around by circumstances, right? Things that happen outside of me, for me to feel in control of me, I just am so in awe of that. I was just doing some thought work myself and one of the things, it was it was so interesting because I was writing down a sentence and he, I'll tell you what the sentence was. It was, maybe nobody wants to work with me. <laughs> and before I could even finish writing the sentence, right? Because this is, right, when, when we do thought downloads, when we write our thoughts on paper, you just write down anything that comes up. But before I could even finish writing it, my brain's like, no, that's not right. It's like, think about the person who hired you today. Think about the 21 people who all hired you to be in your group. And when I saw the words on paper, my brain was able to have a completely different experience with them. And that's just powerful. That's a gift I gave myself. And I know that because you're listening to this podcast right now, that's a gift you're giving yourself as well. Okay, so let's dig into today's episode success amnesia. So let's just talk about first what this strange phenomenon looks like. At the simplest form, it's successful women. Notice how I say that, right? Sometimes we think success amnesia is like we forget that we're successful, but it's successful women. It's women who are already successful, who forget the brilliance of who they are and of the things that they've created and accomplished. So often we have this definition of success as something that's not current, that's 
in the future that needs to have an accomplishment tied to it. But I was having a conversation with my husband. We got this um, we got the this marriage book by Maggie Reyes. So good. It has all these questions and prompts. And one of the questions in the book was, how do you define success? Now, it was really cool to have this conversation with him because I had already told you guys that I was going to do this podcast. And then I just happened to ask him that question out of the book. And we had this conversation that that like broke my mind a little bit because if you don't know my husband is brilliant he studied philosophy for 20 years or whatever and so he's really spent time building his mind and thinking very deeply and purposefully I mean when I read philosophy I'm just like I don't know what these words are I don't know what they're talking about this is hard and he like spent the brain energy figuring that out so I asked this brilliant man that I'm married to what his definition of success is. And I had mine. In fact, there might have been a point where I was like yelling at him a little bit, you know, like raising my voice to emphatically communicate that he didn't understand the question. (laughs) And when I thought about success, I defined it as like this point in time. I think my brain specifically went to like, well, when my business hits this certain level. I don't know. We'll just like my number in my head is 64 million. But I'm like, really, Elizabeth, that's when we can call ourselves successful. So I had this idea of how successful my business would be. I had this idea, too, of like, well, in order for us to measure success, we need to break it into categories, right? Like, are you successful at having friends? Are you successful at being a wife, being a mother, are you successful at running a business or working or whatever, right? Like I wanted to break it into categories. Um, I was even thinking of success in terms of, you know how you always hear people talk about like, yeah, but when you're on your deathbed, is this going to matter? Like what's really going to matter? And I feel like that, that always, maybe they're not meaning to do it. Maybe it's my own brain, but I always feel manipulated into at that point. Like, well, Obviously, the only thing that matters are relationships and the only thing that like really my children are what matter, right? I want to make sure they're there when I'm dying. And so I was measuring success from how much money my business made. I was measuring success from right that business in the future by these categories that I needed to like make up. I was measuring success by my deathbed and who was going to be there and what they would say about me. And when I asked my husband how he defines success, his response was so simple. I felt my body just like relief. Like, oh, could it be that easy? And here's what he said. He said, I know that I'm successful because I'm present. I'm present in this moment. He said, I know that I'm successful because I'm passionate and he said I know that I'm successful because I show up as myself and at that point I was like oh you mean like you're authentic and he looked at me he's like that word's weird (laughs) I was like yeah you're right (laughs) right but he decided that he was already successful He doesn't have to do anything else. He doesn't have to be anything else. And my favorite takeaway from that is that you know what he defined success as? Emotions. 
And I was like, ding, 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 ding. He really does know the answer at all. Because when we think about what we want, right? When you think about the goal, when I think about a $64 million business, I'm like, what's really going to be different? I'm going to feel exactly the same. But I didn't know that at 100000 I thought that when I created a $100,000 business, that something would be different. That having created that $100,000 was going to matter somehow. That I would feel proud and accomplished and the belief would be easier. But those are the things you have to learn to do now. You have to learn to feel proud, to believe without evidence. For him, right, that was feeling present in this moment. Not letting all the other things of our brain or our like life pull us away. Training our brain to stay in the moment. Him, he wants to feel passionate. That's an emotion that will then flow into his life. And then wanting to, what was his last one? Um, hmm. It's not good for podcasting when you're like, I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever it was. I don't think it was a feeling, but that doesn't matter. So, so often as women, we come at the word success even from my initial definition, rather than the definition being, I am already successful. Now, you can look at your past, right? If I look at my past, I can find all the reasons I'm successful. But our brain does this really interesting thing where it forgets. So the phenomenon looks like, you know, success amnesia looks like successful women who've forgotten the brilliant things they've done or who have disconnected themselves from them somehow as though they shouldn't like create their identity from that. And so when you forget though, right? Like, like you take away your own ability to feel proud in yourself now. To just decide, I'm proud of the things I've created. I'm proud of who I am. If you don't step on puppies when you see them, you could be proud of yourself. Like, you know what? I'm the kind of person who doesn't kick puppies. I know this sounds kind of crazy, but we don't give ourselves that simplicity. I'm proud of myself being the kind of woman who stays with her family raises her children, creates money for her household. Like these are very simple things that we can be proud of. So often though, my clients have such bigger things, right? One of my clients was a lawyer. She could be proud of that. And she left it to be creative and follow her passions. She could be proud of that. One of my clients sold millions of dollars in like advertising for her business and then she sold the business she could be proud of that not just the result not just the result that is created like millions of dollars worth of ad copy or whatever but the result of who she had to be to do that right another one of my my clients is like yeah i have this consulting business where i don't i don't show up over there for less than ten thousand dollars a week Less than $10,000 a week is her norm in her consulting business. But that same belief, right? Because when you take pride in, like it's not just the pride of the price. 
It's the pride of who you are to be that for to be your norm. That's the part so often that we aren't connected to. The woman who knows how to charge $10,000 a week in a consulting business, she isn't washing cars or mowing grass. She has a skill that she honed. She has a, a mind that she built, adversities that she went through, emotions that she had to learn to feel and work with and create on purpose, right? As women, we forget. We forget the amazing things we do, but we also forget to tie that amazing thing into just who we are, who we've built ourselves to be. I was talking to another client this week and she was struggling to believe that she creates her results. Her brain wants to believe that the, the results she's created so far in her life come from her mentor who taught her. But I had to show her, I was like, Do you see how that same mentor talked to thousands of other people who didn't create the result you did? She was like, oh yeah, I could see that. And so it's like, even when you create results using somebody's work, where they told you, hey, think this, and you're like, oh yeah, I'd love to think that. That sounds fantastic. I could believe that. Don't discredit the part where you had to become that person. You had to believe. Because for her... Right? Like every part of who she was up until the moment she heard what that person said to her prepared her to hear those words. I love to hear it like ears to hear. She didn't have ears to hear before that. But as soon as that person said those words, she had the ears to hear. So when you expect that you are just forgetting how successful you are, when you just didn't even know how to look for it and find that you in and of yourself are successful, you miss the part where you get to like bask in the emotion of that success. Because successful people, when they remember that they're successful, and and you guys, I mean, take this into your coaching business. It doesn't matter what area of your life you're successful in, right? The like, the circumstance of you gets to be successful in then every area of your life. But you miss the part where you get to hold that emotion and be proud of yourself and feel accomplished in everything. Even like a sense of belief, like, of course, I'm going to figure this out. I always do. I totally do hard things. It's not a problem. It's not a problem for me. (laughs) And then your brain goes off and finds the proof. So when you're looking at this, there are going to be things that are big. So if I look at my own life, I look at big milestones like getting pregnant at 16, finishing college in four years with a, you know, four-year-old, buying my first home, buying my first car, investing in real estate at 23, right? I look at these big things. Then I can come into my business, right? Because you do want to bring this into your coaching business and build out these thoughts of success as well. And when you're in your own business, your brain is going to not look at things. It's going to miss the ways you can feel successful. You might have felt successful, but then you stopped. There was a time when signing one client felt successful. When working with one client every week, listening to their mind, helping them in whatever way it is you help them, that felt successful. But then your brain, right? Like once we have a goal and we create it, our brain kind of discredits it. 
that becomes the norm and your brain's like, "Mm, move on to the next one. Oh, one's not good enough, right? That's literally the thought the brain will start to think. It's like, but if I had five or 10 or 15 or a wait list, then it would be good enough. So you want to look for this habit of the brain to always put off feeling successful until a future date. But your job as the person listening to this podcast and wanting that personal growth and maybe being open to the idea that it starts with an emotion and giving that your emotion to yourself now by seeing the things that you can be proud of, that you can feel successful in. It might be that one client you signed. It might be the 10 clients you've worked with this year. It might be, it's so interesting when I ask my clients this, this is the kind of stuff they say. They're like, oh, you know what? I've already doubled in the first four months of this year what I made all of last year. That is something to bask in and feel proud of. To create thoughts around like, I'm just learning how to create money faster and faster. Because notice your brain could go the other direction. Your brain could be like, it's not enough. Yeah, your brain could probably believe that, but that doesn't serve you. That doesn't create a result you want. Versus when you look at the amount of money you've created and when it's double what you made last year in the entire year, what I love to think is I'm just learning how to make money faster and faster. And then my brain tunes into how that's true. And it's just like, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Oh, that's really true. So you want to teach your brain to go back and look for the success. The other way you can do this is by rearranging dates. So I did this recently. My coach asked me, she asked all of us, and she was like, how much money have you created in the last 12 months? My brain was like, I don't even want to bother looking. It's probably not that impressive. I don't want to know. And then I was like, hmm you know, I should probably just look (laughs) because I love looking at the numbers. I love looking at the numbers and reminding myself who I am because my brain forgets. When people come up to me and they're like, I was just, I'm just so inspired by your story of how you created $6,000 two years in a row. And then your third year of business, you created, you doubled your income five months in a row. And when they say that, there is, a, there is a sense of like, you know how if you had a friend in college and then you run in, they're not a friend, right? An acquaintance, somebody who was in the classroom that you didn't really know. But so their face is kind of familiar, but you're like, mm, I can't quite place who you are. That's how I feel when sometimes if I don't remind myself of who I am when people tell me about that. I'm like, did I do that? Sounds kind of familiar. Huh. Right? It's almost like whoever would have done that, that sounds cool. That's impressive. (laughs) I'm like, oh, wait, that was me. But my brain forgets who I am, what I've created. So I did the numbers, my 12 12 consecutive months, right? So it was April to April because last year I created $300,000. So when I did April to April numbers, my brain was like, yeah, probably not. Somehow my brain thought it was going to be less than 300, I think. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to know. I have no idea how that could be, but it could, I guess. No, I looked at the numbers. It was $450,000 in 12-month period. And I was just in awe. I was in awe of myself. I was in awe of the ability for my brain to have no idea. That 
is success amnesia. When you're walking around living this life that people want and you're just oblivious to it. Yeah, I've got it. In fact, right, even in my launching, I'm like, okay, I've got to remind myself who I am next time ahead of time so that I'm in that so much quicker. This is part of it. And when you just accept that this is what the brain does, you build in habits to help it remember. So playing with the time frames is fantastic. I love that because it gives you different data. Like if I looked at the last six months, how much money have I created? If I look at the last 12 months, if I look at this month, if I look at how many consults I've created, if I look at you just start gathering the data to help you tell a story to yourself about how it's working, to show your brain that it is working. Because so often it's working, but because the brain's natural default is to lean towards it's not, it doesn't see any of the proof. I was just coaching somebody and she had all these words, you know, how coaching goes and how the brain goes. Our brain wants to tell all the stories about it and give all the details. And so all I did is I went through and I gathered up the data and the data looked like a thousand plus members in a group. The data looked like 15 consults in four months. So she told me that and I just divided it out. Four months by 15 was 3.5 average a month. The data was, um, what else was the data? Like a thousand plus women who chose to be in a group called, and then I put the name of the group in parentheses, right? That's the data. That's the like, the information void of thoughts and emotions that our brain has so much trouble getting to and seeing because our brains are just naturally lost in the negative and the like everything's horrible-ness of our brains. And just seeing that, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to think maybe this is working. But I didn't do anything, right? I just helped her see her own stuff from a position where she actually is creating what she wants. And that is why you must remember. Success amnesia, when you know it's going to happen, when you know that you're prone to it because you're human, you then create ways to plan for it, to remember who you are, to look at the data of your business, to look at the data of you and remember it so that you can show up to your life and your business today, not as a person your brain thinks you are, but as the person you decided you are. As the person who remembers who she is. Because when you show up as that person, you create at such a higher level. And that's what people are waiting on you to do. Your people are waiting on you to be you and create for them what they need. Because they're still behind you on the journey. They need what you know. They need you to remember who you are. So you can be so sold on you and what you do that it's easy for you to share that. So expect success amnesia and plan for it by remembering who you are. Okay, successful coach that you are, go out into this week and be successful. 
Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.